It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. You got any voice left? <laughs> I have to do two games tomorrow, too. Good Lord, I'm going to come in on Monday and sound like I was, I've was. i smoked a, two packs of menthols. Hey, Dennis! <laughs> Good um, Lord. I, I got to hear like the last four plays of your game coming back from uh, Marysville, and uh, that, it was a little bit on the exciting side. Yeah, you think? <laughs> it was almost a mirror image of what happened last year, except Northern almost pulled it out. Like there was a half second where I went, oh my God, they're going to score. And then Gabe Moe's made a very nice tackle. But hell of a weekend of football, Dennis, at least for me. Your game was... Not as great. No, but, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> Fitz is an interesting uh, team that, uh, and we can talk about it more when, when we get to that uh, game in, in the first uh, segment. But Fitz is a, an interesting team that like has no future, and we'll explain that. Uh, big upset in the uh, BWAC uh, tonight that uh, kind of takes a little starch out of next week, but still, next week is it's still a title game. Yeah, yeah, but, it's still. I mean. It just you just could share it if you don't get it out right. Um, of course, we, we waited until week seven, but we finally got that result that you're like, wow, did not expect that. Yeah, you, you knew it was coming at some point because that's BWAC football, and we can't have a year in the BWAC where it isn't crazy and something doesn't throw a wrench into what we're hoping for. And, oh, by the way, uh, Croslex was just being Croslex tonight. They kind of flexed the muscle again. Yeah, said, going don't forget that, about man. us up here. Yeah, trust me, they're not letting us forget <laughs> about them. But it's going to be a fun game next week. And Croslex, well, we'll talk about it more, but Croslex is another team that clinches at least a share. So, yep. Uh, so some uh, league champs decided uh, tonight uh, outright, and we'll uh, get it all uh, started with the uh, Crosstown Showdown in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, 
Squeak or leak. Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Come on, Ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you're uh, back, and I think you're going to enjoy your Saturday morning listening to uh, this one uh, today because uh, we've got the Crosstown Showdown. Brady uh, was there. I've done a quarter century of these games, so I thought, wouldn't it be fun for Brady to experience this? Are you happy you experienced this? Very happy. Very happy I got to see Port here on Northern play. Um, Game was had a little bit of extra flair to it um with uh stuff going on but oh, guys guys yeah. were suspended and it's because they were kids yeah yeah 
Um, so there was no Amari Holler, no Gavin Troy, no MJ Green in the game. Didn't make a difference. Still a heck of a ball game, Dennis. Let's just get to the highlights because there's a lot of stuff I want to dissect, but let's get to all this first. Official blows the whistle and the run-up, and we are underway. It's a line drive kick. It hits up the front man. Port here on high recovers. It is a special team's play to start the game. A line drive kick hit off the front man, and it sure looked like a big red fell on it. No signal from the officials, and there it is. Port here on high on the opening kickoff. Hits an absolute rocket. Up man, or the front line man, turned, hit off his shoulder, and bounced right to a big red. And that Port here on high offense is going to come out right away. Taking the snap, Oriole's going to hand it off to Most. He's got room up the middle. Across the 25, cuts back 20. Looking to get the corner, 15, 10, 5. He dives for the pylon. Did he get it? He did. Touchdown, Big Reds. Gabe Mose goes in from 30 yards out, and the Big Reds strike first in the Crosstown Showdown. From the 39-yard line of Port here on high, third and seven for the Huskies. Out of the pistol, Bloink takes a snap. Going to fake the handoff to Steinhauer. It's going to be a screen over to Orr. He's got room on the left side across the 35-30. Breaks a couple tackles. 20, 15, 10, 5. The Huskies answer back, but there's a flag on the play back at the 30. And Dylan Bloink doesn't look like he's too happy. He's not celebrating. So the band might have to stop. Yep, it's going to be against the Huskies. Back to punt Hansel. Hansel, low snap, it goes between his legs. He's running to the left and he avoids one tackle. No, he's tackled all the way back at the 16 yard line. There's the special teams play to set Northern up on a short field. It was a low snap, Hansel had trouble picking it up and he could not get it off. Northern will start inside the red zone for the first time tonight. They trail 14-0, four and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. From the right hash, Oreo out of the gun, takes a snap, fakes the hand off to Moe, gonna run up the middle, got rid of the cross, cross the field, 45 going to the left side, 40, 35 foot race, 25, 20, 15, 10, five, touchdown, Nate Oriole from 54 yards out, extends the big red lead early in the second quarter. Northern. Two yards away from getting on the scoreboard. 2.44 to go in the third quarter. Looking to cut into this 14-0 lead. Same look from the Huskies. Full house look, Steinhauer, the deep man. Taking the handoff, Steinhauer, he tries to jump over the pile. He gets tackled into the end zone. Port here on Northern gets their first points and cuts into the big red lead. Northern has to get into the end zone, barring a penalty. This could be the game. From the 17-yard line of Port here on high. Now it's the Big Red faithful getting loud. Under three minutes to go. Potentially for the Mac Blue Championship. Fourth and goal. Big Red 17-yard line. Bloink's going to be out of the gun. Twi trips to the left. Bloink, snap, looking left. Clean pocket. Fires to the corner of the end zone. Intercepted! Intercepted! Port here on high's Jaden Ashford comes up with the interception. They will take over on downs, and a first down will seal it for the Big Reds. 69 yards between them and the end zone for the Big Reds. 27 seconds between them and a second straight Mac Blue title. Empty set for Bloink. 
out of the gun, quads to the left, one man to the right, dropping back, rushing six, he's going to be under pressure, Floyd gets hit, Floyd goes down back at the 20-yard line, 20 seconds, the clock's ticking, Northern's going to have to get a snap off, down to 15, Northern's going to have one play to try to, try to get in the end zone, down to seven seconds, this will be the last play of the game, Bloink, snap, looking, three-man rush from the Big Reds, still looking, pressure from behind from Phillips, throws it deep, it is caught by DeLong at the 30 and he's tripped up, and the Big Reds are Mac Blue champions, a heck of an effort on third and forever, but a nice tackle, and the Huskies come up short for the second straight year. The Port here on High Big Reds are Mac Blue champions. Yeah, I was losing my voice a bit at the end. No. It was a hectic. It was a You show no emotion season. at all during a game. No, I am very Joe Buck-esque, right? <laughs> and, and it's caught at the 30. <laughs> That's the game. Um, but anyway, at Dennis, it was a great game. Like I said, we're going through a golden era of this rivalry right now. Yeah, it's, it's fun to have both these two teams good at the same time so that we can get matchups like this and meaningful games like this. By the way, it was clinched before this, but this is the fourth straight year the Mac Blue has had to go through Port, or Memorial Stadium since what, 2016? 2016. Six, Warren Cousineau was the last non-Port Huron school to win the Blue. Or at least there was last time there wasn't a port here on school with a share of it. Yeah. Because in there 17, was one tie. 17, there was a three-way tie, but the Big Reds were one of the teams. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, all have had a port here on area school win the Mac Blue. That's really impressive. Dennis, I have a lot of thoughts on this game, things I want to talk to you about. But I was able to talk to Coach Dan Perkins before or after the game. He was really excited. He was like a kid on Christmas, and he had every right to be Getting that first one in the Crosstown Showdown, something special. This is what he had to say. Coach, a joyous occasion here at Memorial Stadium. First win as a head coach for you against Port here on Northern. Mac Blue champions back-to-back. How does it feel? Oh, my gosh, just an uh, elated feeling. I, you know, the way the game shaped out and uh, was so tight like that and uh, come down right to the end, I'm just so proud of our kids. Uh, for being so resilient. You know, they played a lot of football tonight. Um, you know, I told them at the halftime, we're going to get into foreign territory because our guys, are uh, first-string guys, haven't played four quarters yet. And uh, uh, that turned out to be the case, and they stood up at the end there. Uh, I tell you what, all credit to the Port here in Northern. That was one heck of an effort uh, for both the teams, but uh, he ought to be real proud of his kids because that's uh, a heck of a football team. You got off to a roaring start, a squib kick that hits the front line. You recover it. You're, you'll take that, not planned, but you'll take it. Score on two of your first three drives. Then the offense stalled a bit, but like you tell me, you're a defensive coach. Your defense stepped up. Yeah, well, uh, we knew it would be a battle, you know, uh, throughout the night. And uh, uh, we had a couple of breakaway runs there at the beginning. And we all knew that wasn't just going to keep on happening and happening. Um, so we had to continue to play tough, and I, I think our kids did. And our defense, like you said, they, they really dug in and uh, did a great job. Nate was thrown into a situation at quarterback, and I thought he handled the offense very well, had a lot of poise. How did you think your, your young man did in the arguably biggest game of the year for you? 
Nate's a special kid. Well, you got a lot of special kids, but Nate's one of them. He's a, got a lot of magic to him, and uh, we were very, very confident in him. Now, uh, he played a whole game versus Frazier for us earlier in the year, uh, so that you know was a, a great experience for him coming into this situation. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can find a better uh, tandem of quarterbacks in the in the uh, county anyway, or uh, the league, and so. Uh, was fantastic. He's a great kid and did a great job tonight. Coach, congratulations. Enjoy this win. You earned it. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Thanks, Brady. How happy did he sound? Well, you know, he, he's he's that kind of a guy, too. Like, I don't think he, he kind of wears the emotions on the, the sleeve. And um, and he's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to like, come up with a, a name of like a character out there that he reminds me of, but he kind of re- reminds me uh, of just like that jovial guy. I don't want to call him Santa Claus. Cause I kind of no. think like that's a, but he's kind of like a, a, a happy go lucky yeah. kind of guy. I mean, when he coaches, trust me, he gets as oh, intense yeah. as anyone, but when you're talking to him, he's just, I mean, you can just hear it in his voice, just happy guy. And like he said, Northern played really well. Just going through the game, as you heard, that first kickoff, opening kickoff and line drive kick. This was not the plan. You can't you can't plan it. Hits the front line guy, bounces right back perfectly to a Port Huron High player. I think the Northern defense was kind of caught off guard because they just went boop, 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 30-yard touchdown run, 7-0. Then Northern was driving, and as you heard, they, it was uh, or – had like a 45-yard screen pass, go to the house, gets called back. A little frustrating. Then, start of the second quarter, Oriole goes 45 yards or 54 yards to the house. It's 14-0. You're going, uh-oh, Big Reds get the ball to start the second half. Northern's defense stepped up in a big way in the second half. And then the, the, the third straight game, Port Huron High has struggled getting a punt off. This time it wasn't technically blocked, but a low snap and – uh, Northern was able to cash in, but there was twice uh, before that punt, the drive before, they got inside the 30, couldn't score, intercepted. And then the last drive of the game, they had it first and goal at the eight, it had second and goal from the six, and sack, sack, interception, or sack, interception, and that was all she wrote. But Northern played really well uh, despite the circumstances. One thing I'll give both teams a lot of credit for, there was not one personal foul tonight. There was very, very little jaw jacking between both teams. They just lined up and played a football game. I, I think, you know, with, with the, the off-field stuff during the week um, and, and the fact that the championship was on the line, the Brick Fowler is on the line, you, you got a lot going on. Uh, in this game. So let's give the coaches some credit mm-hmm. for making sure their guys kept it together. Uh, and let's give the players some credit here for understanding what was on the line and how important the game was and for playing a clean game. And both teams, I think, deserve a lot of credit because, okay, for Port here on Northern, you lose one of your better defensive players and an offensive weapon. For Port here on High, you lose your starting linebacker and your starting quarterback who have both been big pieces for you this year. Both teams could have shown up and gone, oh, no, what are we going to do? We lost – 
They didn't care. They had the next man up mentality. Not that they weren't upset they didn't have the guys, because I'm sure they would have loved to. Nate Oriel, he didn't pass the ball great, but he commanded the offense really well. He played poised. I thought they did a great job going out and just going, hey, this is what we got. This is the situation. Let's go at it. I think there are teams in the area that Nate Oriel would start for. Yes. He's just he's at PH and Holler is there and so you're gonna have to wait your turn. But well, yeah, he got an opportunity, and he stepped in and got a biggest win of the season for the Big Reds. Yeah. Clinches another Mac Blue championship. Beats the Crosstown rival, the biggest rival on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't make a mistake. Like, you know, sometimes you think you have to do this unbelievable thing, whatever. He just did enough. Like, I know he wasn't calling the plays, but... All the handoffs are clean. Everything he ran, he ran for a 54-yard touchdown run. Like he, and when he was asked to throw, yeah, he didn't hit his receivers all the time, but he didn't make any big mistakes. I mean, we talked about it uh, on the, our last show. How much has Northern thrived off of turnovers? They didn't have one. They, they let their punt team get out there, and except for one, got it off and at least gave their defense a little bit of room to work. Now, how much of Northern getting seven points tonight is the Big Reds' defense, or did that bugaboo pop its head up again? Can I cop out and say little of column A, little of column B? If that's what you think, you because saw the game. Because there were times, like on that last drive, I was convinced Northern was scoring. They were marching down the field, and they got inside the, eight, inside the 10 and could not score. It's... Something that, like, I thought Northern was going to tie it, and the way that game was going, I'll be honest, Northern dominated that second half. I don't know if PH got over the 50 in the second half. I'd have to double check, but, geez, it was it was a very nice defensive performance after the first three drives when I think Northern made an adjustment and did really well. And I'll give Port here on both teams credit. Port here on high kind of took away Luke Fletcher. He made some nice plays, but you could tell they weren't going to let him stop him. And other kids stepped up and made some plays. By the way, I don't know when he was back because we haven't seen Northern in a bit, but Danny Falco was out, was out there making some plays too. Okay, yeah. Because he was hurt for a while. Um, or at least someone wearing his number was out there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was him. Right. So now I have a question for you because something popped up, and I said this on the broadcast it's not time – like, you can't Monday morning quarterback this one. There was two situations, and they happened back-to-back. -back. And I think they're both situations where if it works, you look really smart. And if it doesn't, everyone's second-guessing you. Yeah. So, in that final drive, after Northern got stopped at the – well, they threw a pick at the in the end zone. So, it's first and 10 from the 20. For Port here on high. Northern has one timeout. Essentially, a first down ends the game. If they punt on fourth down and run it three times, Northern gets it with, what, 30, 40 seconds left. It got to fourth and two on their own 28-yard line. And it was decision time. And Perkins originally sent out the offense just trying to go for the hard count. No one jumped, calls a timeout, sends the punt team out there. Now... I can understand both sides of this argument. One, you've already had a bad thing happen on a punt. Two, if you get the first down, it's game over. You're going for it. Two yards, you are Mac Blue champions. Push all your chips in the middle and go for it. However, the other side of both things. One, 
if you do go for it and don't get it, now Northern has to go less than 30 yards for a touchdown. They can throw it into the end zone from that point. It's one of those situations, personally, I might have went for it, but it worked out. And again, it's one of those, you have to first guess it. You can't mm-hmm. second guess after the fact. And if the punt got blocked or snap went bad, you go, oh, why didn't he go for it? Or, because then if he goes for it and doesn't get it, everyone's going, oh, just punt it away. Why are you doing it so deep in your own territory? Okay, in, in, in this situation, I, I'm, I'm Coach Perkins. I, I don't have my best offensive uh, player this week. I'm going up against Northern defense, which by this point in the game, I certainly do respect them uh, and know that they're good. Uh, I get it that there's been struggles, but I put my faith in my snapper and my punter that they're going to get the job done, and and I punt. Cause I, I punt, and I make the Northern offense because it's, it's their – Biggest question mark is their offense. I make them go as far as they have to go to get those points to tie it rather than giving them a short field and making it easier for them. And I get it. If you get the two yards, you're a hero. But but what what's the difference if you don't make the two yards or you get the punt blocked? It's still a, basically the same well, situation. Well, the, the punt block, Northern could score on the punt block, and you're getting it probably at at worst inside the fifteen. Um, it's similar. Do we had this discussion? What two, three weeks I think ago? It was actually, uh, like week four or five, somewhere in there, when Furman went for it yeah, against Almont. I think that was week stu- five that they went and for got stuffed. And it's kind of the same thing. Like if they get that yard, that's not even a discussion. They went for the jugular and got it. And it's again, it's just a difference of styles. And I don't think one side's right or wrong, but. I, I mean, I asked Coach If Perkins it's fourth and game. a half yard, then I'm probably going for it. But fourth and two against Northern State, I'm going to punt the ball. And now here comes the second part of the question. Um, this is another one that, again, you have to first guess it. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, everyone's going to question you. This one didn't work out. I was expecting a 10-man go all out for the ball as I said on the broadcast, burn the boats, go for the block. Northern went with a tried to set up a return. And it bit him because actually the punt didn't go far enough. Like it landed 15 yards in front of the return man and he had to like jump on it so PH didn't just let it sit there and kill more clock. So you look and you go, oh, he didn't set up a return. But... If you catch the ball, they actually had a punt return called back on a block and a back that went 20, 25 yards. That's the other thing. Again, personally, I would have sold out to block the kick because the way my offense is played, I don't think I can get 50 yards in 30 seconds. I think I have a better chance to block a punt. But Port Aaron High was in basically max protect. They were saying, you're not blocking this kick. And if he catches it and returns at 25 yards, you're going, oh, that was a really smart play. It, again, Dennis, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, two reasons where I wouldn't have anybody back. One is the, the pump block, and two is the fake. I would have had one man back just to fair – if he gets the kickoff, you fair catch it, 
and let your offense set up from there. Yeah. Hey, and if, he, if their punter gets it out of there, then congratulations to him. But, uh, again, knowing the struggles that they've had, and I know that Northern knew that going into the game, and knowing that the struggles that they'd had in that game, I, I think I'm, I'm rushing everybody on that play and not worrying about I, – I am trying to get to that kick or make the, the kicker panic or something, uh, and I'm not worrying about the return or if he gets it out because what, what, do you really think he's going to bomb like a 60-yard kick on you? No, no, and that's the thing. Like, uh, like, I guess the question comes down to do you sell out that game? Do you put it all on – an 11-man rush, and the, I mean, here's the things that like we can talk about, but factors we don't know about. Was it ever practiced? Was like, yeah. did you ever have a a? I don't care what happens. We need to block this punt situation. And again, it's easy for me to sit here up in the booth and go, "Oh, go for it." I don't know the intricacies of the team. There's a lot of things. Again. If it's caught and returned inside the 40 to the in like the 35 or 30, you're going, oh, Northern's got a chance. They set up the return. They thought they were going for the block, and they were a step ahead. It just didn't work out that way. Yeah. So I'm not saying either coach was right or wrong. There are situations where if you're right, if you're right, if it works. Yeah. I'm just telling you what I would have done. And again, in our subconscious, we already know the outcome of what was done. Right. So it's easy to, to – it's – or you just second-guess it and you think you're being fair, but maybe you're not. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just telling you uh, I would have punted, and if I were on the other side, I'm sending everybody and the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean – but if they get the punt off and it's just sitting there, you're going, all right, well, you didn't have anyone back, like, and everyone's going, they don't even have a guy back because, again – Damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't in that situation. So Yeah, it's it's kind of a no-win. And I thought both coaches called a really good game despite the, the differences. There was actually, in that game, I thought Larry called three perfectly timed screens. One went for a touchdown. One, there was too much pressure on Bloink, and he had to try to like get it around a defender and couldn't get it to, I think it was Steinhauer, and he would have ran for probably 30, 40 yards, and then... After uh, it was in the later that quarter, uh, one a kid coming out of the backfield knew he had room to run, and he turned his head just a half a second yeah. too soon. Didn't catch it first because he knew he had room, and it was like, like that was a game that if it ha if one of those things goes differently, heck, if that opening kickoff goes differently, it might. Who knows what yeah. happens in that game? And and the one you said went for touchdown came back on a holding call. Yeah, right? so. yeah. Um, so this is a game I hope we get back in the playoffs because I want to see this game at, at, <laughs> at, with full guns each way. I want to see this game again because it was a heck of a ball game. So, so. congratulations to PH, back-to-back -back Mac Blue Champs, holding the Brick Fowler Trophy now for a second straight year. And both teams are 6-1 and one now, and both teams – have really tough opponents next week. Yeah. Roseville's coming up to the stadium to play the Big Reds, and Northern's got to go to Romeo. Mac Red Champs, by the Mac way. Mac Red Champs, who just beat Stevenson 7 to yeah. nothing. Beat Stevenson, uh, to, to beat the title. Chip Valley and Dakota. I think they might have lost one of the games. But still, they might have been like 4-1. and one yeah, I know they beat South. They didn't lose to Ike. No way. No, Ike is down this year, and down for Ike is going to be 3-6, and six, but they would beat anyone in the white. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, everybody in the red would beat the white this year. 
Right. Like, um, let me just double check real quick uh, before we move on. Um, Romeo in league went. Oh, St- Stevenson was four and zero. Romeo was three and one, so they shared it. Romeo lost to Chip Valley, actually. Yeah. So, it, but that was by three points. Yeah. It's been a, a, a really. If we covered the red more, we would have been really excited about the way that league went this year. Yeah. Because uh, there were good teams, and some teams were down, but they're still those when they're down. That means they only win six or seven games. Right. It's like weird. All right. I was uh, at Marysville uh, for the uh, Vikings and uh, Fitzgerald. I'm just going to go into the highlights first, and then we'll we'll kind of uh, talk a little bit more about uh, this one. And now Lewis will go to work here out of the shotgun. He'll give it to Troy West, and Troy West to the 30, to the 20. Still on his feet at the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Did he stay in bounds? If he stayed in bounds, it's a score. There's the signal for a Spartan touchdown. touchdown. A 34-yard run by West. And he shot out of there like a... uh, just a lightning bolt, and he scores easily with 8.03 to play in the first. It's 6 nothing fits, and it's first down and goal to go. Spartans at the Viking one. And West will line up alongside uh, Lewis out of the shotgun here, one receiver, but they're giving it to West, and he'll walk it into the end zone. Big hole right up the middle, and West scores his second touchdown here in the first quarter and makes it 14 nothing Fitzgerald with 4.41 to go here in the opening quarter. Second and seven, and the give is to Thomas, and the ball came loose, and it's picked up by the Spartans, and this is a return. Up the 50 is West. West stayed on his feet after stumbling, and he's going to get it all the way into the end zone for a score. Trey West picked up the fumble, and he uh, went about 65 yards there on the return. A 65-yard fumble recovery by Trey West. And that will make it 20 to nothing for Fitz with 121 to go here in the first quarter. That's Kyle Thomas just went over there and said, give me the ball. I want it. I want this last yard on this drive. He's behind LaValle in a pro set with McKinney. LaValle on the sneak, and he's going to score easily. Touchdown, Noah LaValle. Touchdown, Marysville. And that'll cut it to 22-6 to with 7.33 to go here in the first half. Tyreon uh, Reese into the backfield, and they were going to give him the handoff. They might do it again here from the one-yard line. On first and goal, Lewis to Reese. And he will get into the end zone for a Spartan touchdown with 13 seconds to go until halftime. It's 28-8 Spartans pending the extra point. Second and goal from the uh, one, it looks like. And so Reese will be put into the backfield. They'll give it to West, and Troy West will find an opening, and he'll score the touchdown. Troy West into the end zone. For his uh, third uh, touchdown of the uh, game, and that will make the score 36-8 to for Fitzgerald. And Trey uh, West is uh, waiting around his own 40 to try to do some more evil here against Marysville. Case has got it. No uh, rush here. They're setting up a return. Good kick by Case. Whoa, great kick by Case. West back to the 25. 
to the 30, West to the 40, West to the 45, stumbles to the 50, to the 45, stays in bounds down the sidelines, 30, misses a tackle, 25, 15, 10, 5, into the end zone for an electrifying 75-yard punt return for a score. That was unbelievable. I thought he was out of bounds twice and tackled four times on that return. What a return by West. No flags on the field. We do have a man down for Fitz back near the Viking 46, but West goes 75 on the punt return to make it 44-8 Spartans with 118 to play here in the third quarter. 46-8 would be your uh, final score in that one. Trey West, uh, Brady had a 65-yard scoop and score, electrifying 75-yard uh, punt return. He also had... Two rushes for 22 yards, three catches for 36. If they gave him the ball more on offense, nobody would stop him. Uh, Brother Troy Rest, uh, 13 carries, 108 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Tyler McKinney was uh, the the highlight for Mary. So, look, they were dropping like flies on the Vikings' side. They lost uh, Michael Sacucci on his first carry of the game. He just got ripped in the backfield on a vicious uh, hit and was done uh, in the uh, second quarter. They lost uh, Thomas, so they, they were really bone dry in the, the running backs department, and McKinney just carried the load, 25 carries for 100 uh, yards, but just not enough. Fits on offense. They run the same sets that, like, Crosslex runs, uh, and they do the same no huddle, tempo. They want to run as many plays as they can get. Um, and, boy, uh, do they have some athletic guys. The, the two West kids are just out of this world. I thought they were seniors last year when I saw them. <laughs> like, they are a very talented team, and, yeah, Marysville kind of unravels a little bit. It doesn't help getting hurt down the stretch with one of your toughest stretch of games. Yeah, and, uh, again, they're the underdog in this one, and then you take away, like, they are really, it's it's attrition right now at Marysville, and they at this stage, they don't have the depth to to make up for all the guys that they have out of their lineup. And even with all the guys in the lineup, it's a closer game, but I, I still don't think they're at Fitz's level right well, now. Well, the, the thing is, Fitz is a damn good football team. Like, that's another one. What was the final? 46-8. So now that puts another big performance up there. And that leads me to my next question. Well, let's talk about Fitz first. They're going to go 8-1 and one and absolutely dominate in their eight wins. And they have like a 0.1% chance of making it out of the district because they're likely going to draw King, St. Mary's, Brother Rice, one of these schools like Marysville would if they were in the same situation and basically be DOA. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. D3 is a death sentence. Like it was all, like at least in D2 – if Fitz or Marysville was there, yes, you have Port here and High and Port here on Northern. Those are very good teams. You have one, like, big, big boy. You have one state power to get through, and that's De La Salle. Now, Roseville this year is good, but they are very up and down. D3, we talked about it before. You are going to have to go through a gauntlet. And poor Fitz, because this is going to be probably their best team in 13 years. They went 11-1 and in 2008. And they're not going to have much to show for it. Yeah, the, the, they're going to get to the playoffs, and they might only play 
one game, and it's not because they're not good enough. It's simply because they're going to be sentenced to death in a district with three teams that can win a state title. Fitzgerald might be one of the ten best teams in Division Three, and they might be in a district with two of the top five teams. And that's just brutal. Which leads me to my next point. How good is Marine City? Because Marine they City mauled Fitzgerald. It wasn't a game. It wasn't like they scored late to get them at an arm's length and it got away from them. Marine City went down there and just straight up beat them. Went two fits to their house and did it. it 41-12. And it wasn't week one like last year where you can go, okay, well, maybe because Fitz didn't have it in, Marine City. No, it was just domination. Dennis, like, what is going on there? Because, like, Fitzgerald, you saw them play, and I've seen their athletes last year. Fitzgerald has some guys that, like, if you went to a football camp or did a combine, coaches are going to swoon over them before they swoon over some Marine City kids. Because Charles Tiger's too short. Jeff Heslop's too short. Things like that where the West kids are unbelievable football players. Let's give them credit where it's due. Uh, their quarterback, Braylon Lewis, just in size alone, people would ignore Heslop and go, ooh, look at this big, strong-armed quarterback. How tall is he? I, I don't uh, I don't have his, his height, but like – He's just a big, stocky, powerful-looking kitty. He looks like he should be playing linebacker, and yet he's a very skilled quarterback with a big arm. Like They've got athletes, man. Yeah, so Marine City dominated them. Like At first, we kind of went, okay, maybe Fitz isn't as good as we thought they were. Marine City, di- Marine City is going to have two wins that by the end of the year – might be seven and two and eight and one, and they dominated. They dominated again tonight over Madison Heights. Madison forty nine seven. Dennis, do you have the numbers for that? You want me to? Pull I'm, those I'm just up? like real, real quick here in uh, against teams that aren't called Marine City. Fitz is averaging fifty one point three points a game, and they got held to twelve points. And they got held to twelve points by Marine City at home. Yeah. Some some stats for Mar- uh, yeah the the, the Mariners won forty nine to seven tonight. Heslop eight of fourteen for one hundred and twelve yards and a touchdown. Tetler seven carries eighty two yards, two touchdowns, and he had two catches for thirty three yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like again three hundred and two rushing yard. Well, technically two eighty nine, but still basically three hundred yards rushing, four hundred yards of total offense. And I'm guessing that the fourth quarter was just getting the game over with. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. This is what Marine City's done this year. 43-12, 47-6, 48-8, 41-12, 55-12, and uh, tonight 49-7. And you know what they're going to do to Lincoln next week. Yeah, take five hours to play the game. No, and then- they're going to they're gonna have the, the JVs in for the entire second half. The, the JVs might be in that game midway through the second quarter. Yeah, what's Lincoln now? I didn't see what they did tonight, but coming into tonight, jeez, they were one in five. Okay, yeah, oh, my God. Um, Lincoln <clears throat> lost to Elginac. Marine City's not going to go down there and not murder them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Sometimes um, you've got to be brutally honest. Yeah. So that's going to set up a like, game that against Notre Dame That might be one of these – 
I, I, I mentioned this uh, when we first got in tonight. A lot of forfeits for week seven in the state of yeah. Michigan. Like, if, uh, I was running through the scores. There are like 30 forfeits tonight. That might be a game that Lincoln decides not to play next week. <laughs> and, and Notre Dame prep's going to be 8-1 and one going in. They just destroyed University of Prep Science and Math. That sounds like a key and peel sketch. And Flint <laughs> Beecher, they play next week. And Beecher is, they're three and three. They haven't beat anyone of note. Um, so that's going to be the, the, the test for Marine City. But I think sometimes, and well, we try to avoid it because we basically just put the rat poison right into the water supply at Marine City. But <laughs> they, I mean, how can we not? Like, sometimes you look at the scores and go, oh, they play in the silver, they haven't played it. St. Clair is about to win the gold. Okay, Roseville doesn't get – then they finish second in the gold to a team that might compete in the red. Fitzgerald has had – they've mollywopped everyone they've played. And Marine City is – Dennis, this is as dominant as a seven-game stretch to the start of a season that Marine City maybe has ever had. That, and we look, trust me, like we pour through the, the, the stats and season by season to go, have they ever, like, like we know they've started good, but even in seasons where they've been 9-0, and throughout the course of the season, they've had games that were, they had, like when to, Madison play to, was, had to play to the finish line. Like Madison was really good a few times, and that was a close game. Richmond once or twice had like a three-point win. And just sprinkled in there, there like Marysville. Every once in a while, would make it like a ten-point game. Like usually by this point in the season, they have one game that's thirty-eight twenty-four, and you go, "Oh, that was it wasn't a blowout, but it was still was kind of close." No, Dennis, these games have been over at halftime. All of them. And next week isn't going to be any different. No, and well, it was what. Uh, Forty-nine to seven. So someone finally made an extra point against the yeah the, the Mariners. Isn't that the first one this year? We think. I believe so. Yeah, I believe that's the first team to put a ball through the uprights <laughs> against Marine City. So useless fact for the day. Yeah, even that's kind of an amazing statistic. Anyways, Just, um, congratulations yeah. on another league. Title. Oh yeah, Max Silver outright title <laughs> lost. <laughs> Lost in all the shuffle was Mariners are the undisputed champs of the Which, uh, Silver. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, here you go. Here's another league title. Find more felt to put in the banner. Um, St. <laughs> Clair can win the uh, red to tomorrow. You'll the be there. At, or gold, excuse me. <laughs> I'm, we were talking about the red before, uh, and I'm partially colorblind probably. St. Clair uh, at uh, Tower uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I would – I'm reluctant to say automatic about anything uh, just simply this. because of what happened in the BWAC tonight and what happened um, uh, th th there was a, another upset that uh, that shocked me last week but but anyways pack losing right yeah pack losing um, but the but uh, this is the Saints to win and become the uh, undisputed uh, champs uh, in the uh, the gold and I just you know at the start of the season we thought tower might have something, but I just don't think they've they've got it uh, for or, or got, it, got have enough. Embry's a good player, but you need more than one guy to beat the Saints. Here's the thing about that game that's tricky, and well, if you're listening to this past 
1 p.m. tomorrow. The game's already happened or happening. Um, it can be a trap game. You're going down on a Saturday. That's a little different. It's Warnwood's Tower homecoming game. They have one guy. They didn't play last week. It's I don't want to say trap game. No, they played. They just got destroyed. No, no, no. St. Clair didn't play oh, last yeah, I'm week. Sorry. Um, so don't think it's in the bag just because of their record because I think they're much better than their record shows. Like, yes, they're one in five, but they're not like an awful one in five. Like their losses, Zealand East, really good program. Port Huron, Mac Blue Champs, Gross Point North by three. That very well could have been the result against uh, St. Clair had it gone slightly different. Cousineau beat them up. Lamphere lost by seven. They're going to win the Mac Bronze. They're going to be a playoff team. How good is Lamphere? We don't know, but they went kind of blow for blow with Fitz and just took one too many punches, and then they got Rosefield. I'm not going to say this is a slam dunk, Dennis. This could be a game where St. Clair trips up. I, I would not be surprised if it is the fourth quarter and Saints fans are sweating this out. Not because the St. Clair isn't talented, but because Warren Woods Tower is a hell of a lot better than one in five. But I'm starting to like believe that the, the Saints are a, a, a couple of steps better than maybe I thought they were. And this is the kind of uh, team that I, I think they'll be ready for, and that they'll attack, and they'll they'll try to make this um, a short ball game. Yeah. So, anyway, oh, um, real, real quick, uh, Anchor Bay wins uh, the white outright, forty-two to three. They beat uh, Lance Cruz uh, North. So the Tars win the white. Big Reds win the, the uh, blue. Uh, Mariners win the silver, and the Saints can outright win the gold tomorrow. Not bad for the teams we cover. Not bad at uh, not bad at all. Uh, we'll get into the oh New, New Haven loss to uh, Clawson, thirty nine to nothing. But it's the first time in a couple of weeks New Haven has even played a game. Yes. So uh, good uh, good to see them at least get back out on the field. All right, BWAC scores uh, when we uh, come back because uh, we probably just went an, an hour. On, on the Mac right there. <laughs> when you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings. Effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, I'm going to call it a trap game, uh, Brady, but uh, Almont 
Beats are made of 14 to 7, and there's that monkey wrench game in the BWAC that we've really been waiting for, and we're hoping it wouldn't happen th- <laughs> I know. this week. Selfishly, I wanted the undefeateds. But, uh, and, and you said it to me be- before the show. This is part of the growing. You're Armada. You're 6-0. and Everybody's talking about you, and you've really not been in this position for a long, long time, and you learned a lesson yep. on Friday night. Because you might have been, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but this is our guess, our educated guess, is you're already thinking about Croslex, and you forgot you had to play a pretty good team in Almont tonight, and they yeah. bet you. Let's give credit to Almont. They beat a very, you've seen Armada play. I've seen Armada play. I'm a believer. They are. They have talent, and they are a very quality team. And Almont is a program that's used to having a lot of success, and they're young, and they've struggled a bit this year. Uh, they they lost a game, I'm sure, that they all want back against North Branch. Croslex took it to them last week. I think it was a combination of a pissed-off Almont team that has a lot of pride in that program, Dennis. And you know as well as I do, culture is a big thing. They have the culture. Armada probably looking ahead. And again, I don't know. I, haven't, I have no idea. But you're a program that hasn't experienced this success they haven't well what was the stat they hadn't been like seven and oh in how many years it's been a long time yeah six and oh yeah it's a trap game and it's not like you weren't playing a bad football team Elmont's a team that's fighting for playoff life and they got a huge win and yeah maybe they played again armada wins but Elmont did it they went there and they got a big win or I believe they, was they, were, at, they were at they, home. They brought in Armada. So my only other question is, does it change anything if you find out later on that maybe Armada was missing guys? No. I mean, it depends how many guys, but I'm not going to try to belittle Almont's win. Like, I, We don't know the whole just, situation. Yeah, we, we didn't see the game. We're just looking at the score. We didn't get stats and, from and there. And going, man, you know, I'm not surprised by a close game. I'm surprised by the outcome of the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh but congrats to Almont, Armada. Like you said, learned a lesson. It's been a week of lesson learning, Dennis. And this is another one. you got to play the team in front of you first, especially in the BWAC. And Croslex took care of business 58-6 to over uh, Algonac. Jake Townsend, 207 yards through the air and three touchdowns. He rushed for uh, another touchdown uh, this week. Sage Slanick, three catches, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Kirk Wilson, a 48-yard touchdown catch and 13 tackles. Uh, Belly Grappi, only one carry, but it went 36 yards and into the end zone for a score. Uh, Logan uh, Solecki, three catches, 62 yards, a punt return score for Espinosa, and a kickoff return score for Nolan uh, Moore. So Croslex has it on all cylinders. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave out the best part of all that. What? The... The right guard, Matt Lyons, got a carry and scored for Croslex. Oh, he must have sent that after the fact. Oh, the no, he sent it. Me. I knew my not have been in the screenshot I sent yeah, to you. Um, but Matt Lyons got a score. You want to know the, the just the dumbest stat from this game? Hmm. So, Croslex scored 58 points, right? You know how many plays they ran? 28. <laughs> they snapped the ball 28 times. And put up 58 points. Excuse me? (laughs) 
Well, they, they move quickly, they score quickly, and they play a lot of running time. I know the one thing you said about Croslex earlier in the year, and I think it's starting to come true. You're like, once they get their mojo going and they get into that rhythm and they're really hitting the ground running with the Legro offense, they're going to be tough to stop. Dennis, since North Branch, 44 points, 56 points, 41 points. They've given up seven points. Well, and then and, tonight. And 58 tonight. Yeah, 58 points they scored. And yeah. Yeah. And again, look at the defensive side of it. They don't give anything up. No. No, they get the ball back, and then they score, and then the defense has to come <laughs> right back onto the field. So they've given up, uh, what, 13 points? Uh, let's see. They've given up 20 points in BWAC play. And now they head to Armada with knowing that they've got no worse than a share of the title. I might have to go do some research before next show. I wonder in the history of the BWAC what's the least amount of points given up in the conference. Because only giving up 20 points going into week eight has to at least be at the same dinner table. You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, you can't get that much better. And historically, there's always four or five good teams in the league, so it's hard to shut everybody down every week. Right. Like, I couldn't imagine someone's giving up if they have much less. So, Armada, Croslex, and the Croslex wins the share. Armada can still get a number up on a banner, but they'd have to, they have to share it. And it shows a big program, oh, a big showdown. And looking at this from both sides right now, Croslex is trying to put that emphatic stamp and saying, guys, we are that team. Yeah, we stumbled to Williamston out of the gate. They're a good team. Things went wrong week one. We're not that team anymore. We are legit. We are the definitive best team in the league. And Armada's trying to go, hey, we want a permanent seat at this table. We want a league title. Last week, we got caught with our pants down. Not going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, if they weren't already motivated, Armada will be very motivated next week. Uh, and this, this is a chance for both of these teams to make the statement, and it will be really fun to see who makes the statement because it's going to be a loud statement either way. Yes, it will, and it'll be fun breaking this game down. But congratulations to Mike LeGrow and all the pioneers up in Croswell and Lexington. League championship, but uh, I don't think – I, I know that they're looking at it as it, the job's not done yet. They don't want to share. Yeah, no, they're, they don't they're want to They're not share. good with sharing. They're, Mike LeGrow is not good with sharing <laughs> at all with anybody in that league. No. <laughs> And that's a compliment, Mike. Yes. All right. Here's a game that is kind of that second tier of teams this year. Both going to be playoff, hopefully playoff teams. Richmond had North Branch. It was 14-0, I believe, in the fourth quarter, and they lose 21-0. I know, I believe it was a pick six to make it 21-14. Ah, that's a tough loss for Richmond. Nice to see them play much better, but ah, you want to see the finish. They're clearly a better team at home, but I've my stock in Richmond is not where it was earlier in the season, 
and I actually thought North Branch would go in there and win by a couple of scores. I really did. I thought they'd have an easier game tonight. I didn't think they'd have to come from behind. So I'm surprised by this this score. And so in that regard, I give Richmond a lot of credit. Yeah, the freshman Bonetti is playing at quarterback for the Blue Devils. And he had 159 yards, 114 of it to uh, McKiernan, who had three catches. Uh, and uh, Denny Saligan, uh, 16 carries, 75 yards, and the two Richmond touchdowns. Yeah, and from what I heard, Bonetti played really well up until the pick six. I mean, you have a freshman quarterback playing in the BWAC, you're going to go through growing pains. Uh, and and uh, again, North Branch picking up steam. Yeah, possibly going to finish 7-2. Close, close wins still count as wins. Yeah. Uh, who do they have next week? They have Another what? Another tough game. <laughs> do they? Uh, or, or don't do they? Do they have Emily City, I think? Uh, let me let me double check. I believe they I have, have my the fingertips. Uh, BWAC is what I'm looking for. Yes. And, uh, North Branch is hosting Emily City. Okay, and they just took one on the chin against Yale. Yale, the fighting Grundmans, figured it out and got their first uh, league win. Now I'm looking at it, and uh, they're at Alconac next week. The the Bulldogs would be up to uh, three wins if they could get that one. And then they have Lutheran North. I mean, Lutheran North is a winning team, but who knows? I, I have no idea how good the Mustangs are. So, but I mean, uh, I'm I'm looking at what Yale did tonight. They won 34 to six over uh, MLA City. Yale had scored 21 points in the last five games. So to put up 34 tonight that's like out of that's a lightning bolt out of nowhere nice win for them at Yale Park and you've seen Imlay City they don't roll over and play no they have some they have a few nice players on their team so clearly Yale was ready and motivated tonight because they haven't come close to that kind of output since week one at Dearborn Annapolis when they Mm -hmm. put up 28 Mm -hmm. nice win for the Bulldogs Imlay City kind of on their heels right now yeah, um, and and that was one that I lost in, in the Pickums. Uh, Emily City was supposed to be your bugaboo, not mine. I know. I pass it off to you. <laughs> it's like you're playing Old Maid. You picked up the Emily City card. All right, take a break, and then we'll go up into the, uh, the uh, further into the thumb to see what happened. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boast a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Roll it along here, and uh, let's uh, head into the uh, GTC East, where uh, Ubley was, uh, again, not tested tonight, literally. Uh, they get a forfeit <laughs> win over KPAC to keep on uh, rolling. They go to uh, 7-0. They would have won that game anyways. Uh, Ruins and, their points four to points against total. Uh, wh- whatever. They got to beat Brown City next week to to be the undisputed 
unchallenged champions of the uh, that happened uh, back in week four yeah pretty much (laughs) still waiting for that week nine matchup with uh with bad x that uh could be uh, a lot of uh, fun uh elsewhere uh, tonight marlette was i got the score in the first quarter seven six carol and i'm like what are you doing marlette i know they were doing it to stick it to (laughs) you 42-7, though, the Raiders came back to uh, win that uh, that crossover uh, game. And they're now 5-2 and two on the uh, this season. Uh, Harbor Beach. And, then, oh, and hold on, Marlette's losses are to what? 6-1 and one Reese and 7-0 and oh Ubley? Yeah. Yeah, those are their two losses. That Harbor Beach game is going to be interesting. Yeah, be, because I don't know where to put Harbor Beach this year. Normally, they're right there with Ubley. It's they're the top two teams uh, in the uh, the league. Um, but uh, they were three and three going into their game tonight against Memphis. They did put up for a forty nine to nothing win there. Uh, but and their wins have all been impressive. But their wins are against KPAC, who has one win, Brown City, who has what one win. Uh, Sandusky, who got their second win of the season uh, tonight, and now Memphis, who's got two wins. By the way, if you remember, this was a game Marlette lost last year. They lost to Caro 21-20 a year ago. Yeah, and I was upset with them, and, and, I know and I've been down on them ever since. <laughs> and only tonight have I, have I considered now putting them into my top ten. That Harbor Beach game would be a fun one. <laughs> that Harbor Beach game would be a uh, fun one. And Sandusky, uh, when they win, they score 52 points. Yes, they do. <laughs> 52 nothing over KPAC, 52-14 over Brown City tonight for the uh, Redskins who go to 2-5. Uh, and uh, five. But, uh, yeah, it, it's um, this league was a lot of fun last year because Sandusky was so good. Beach, Beach beat Ubley. And you know, Ubley ended up going to the to the state finals. So this year, it's just been since before the season started. It's been Ubley, 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 Ubley. I'm I've said it all year. Ubley is a team possessed. They are not going to stop until they are at Ford Field with a trophy. Like they, I just have a feeling that they are like sick and tired of being the bridesmaid because it was kind of like the new Lothrop thing. I think we talked about it. I don't know, at some point last year, maybe over the summer, that before they won last year, they had been to, what, like nine finals and had not won or nine semifinals or better? Yeah. Ubley's kind of becoming that team. It's like, okay, they're going to get one. Law of Averages says if they keep getting back there, they should, you'd think. Uh, Tomorrow, while you're doing the St. Clair Tower game, I'll be at East China Stadium where Marine City Cardinal Mooney is taking on Allen Park uh, Cabrini. And after losing on uh, Friday to uh, Everest, um, Joe Cannell called it gut check week at Cardinal Mooney. And I love the quote. He, he, he said, I'm talking to my guys, and it's like now is the time where you have to decide, do you want to compete for championships every year or do you want to be the team that everybody schedules for homecoming? He says, I'm tired of being everybody's homecoming team, and I want my players to be tired of that too. He said at Everest, we were as big as them, we were as fast as them, but they were, f- but they got to the balls, they wanted it more, their technique was better, their execution was better. He says, if you want to be a champion, you can't take plays off. 
No, and he, it's another thing about learning to win. And they obviously have a winning culture at Cardinal Mooney. Look at baseball and basketball the last handful of years. Uh, if they win tomorrow, that'll be their first winning season since 2008, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, Mooney is another team that, and I think, I mean, That in itself is a huge step forward. Now imagine, because their last three are home games. Now imagine if they win all three and go seven and two. That's not a big step forward for Mooney. That's a huge step forward. Would be their first seven win season in 16 years. Again, it's part of the thing. Like he said, he hit the nail on the head. Do you want to be a homecoming team or do you want to be a team that's feared? And Dennis, I think you and I both know it's not too difficult to get from two and seven, one and eight to five and four, six and three. That's not the tough step. The tough step is getting from six and three, seven and two to nine and zero, eight and one, district champions, regional champions. The difference between, you know, two wins and six wins is a hell of a lot. Uh, smaller than the difference between six wins and eight and nine yeah. wins. They just because uh, they got embarrassed. They lost by forty-two at Everest, and and I believe that he thinks his team is not forty-two points worse than Clarkston Everest. Well, the good news is you might get a chance at them in the playoffs. Let's hope so. Uh, and uh, I'm expecting good things from Mooney tomorrow against a, a Caprini team that's uh, two and four, and one of their wins was a forfeit win, and uh, they they don't score a lot. And Mooney's uh, defense is probably going to be pumped up after mm-hmm. getting lit up. And Mooney's offense is probably going to be looking to score more than three points this week, too. Yep. All right. Uh, in the uh, eight-man uh, football world, uh, some things don't ever change. Deckerville 50, Mayville nothing. The Eagles uh, cruise to a, another uh, big night of scoring uh, and uh, a big uh, win. Uh, in a crossover game, Kingston defeats Peck 36-6. to uh, six. So the, the Pirates have hit a little bit of a bump in the uh, the road here, which makes me, again, we don't get up there, but it makes me wonder, are there injuries? What's going on? Uh, in Peck right well, now, not I, taking anything away from Kingston because they're they're solid, but they're also down from what they've been the the last couple of years. Well, you also know that eight man football, one guy goes down, that's a big difference. Like your Port, you're not your Northern, your Cross, Lex, your Marine City. One guy goes down, you can do next man up. Eight man football, it's a lot tougher to do next man up when your team's fourteen kids. Yeah. And uh, North Huron wasn't looking for any close games or any upset uh, bids uh, tonight. They uh, took care of uh, Carsonville Port Sandlack, thirty-eight to nothing. But I'm still on the CPS bandwagon. Yeah, they're headed in the right direction. Uh, did we ever get a merit score? Uh, I didn't see one, so I stopped uh, looking to see how they did against the uh, the Flint International Muhammad Ali's. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on now, come on now. Still no score. Still not score. All right. Uh, and, and, uh, that's as of one eleven this morning. Uh, and uh, and uh, Taddy is uh, ahead on the picks. 7-1 to one was his uh, record uh, f- on uh, Friday night with two games to go on Saturday. But we everybody picked the same for Saturday, so it's not going to change. Taddy's going to beat us this week, and we're going to end tied. We're both 6-2. and two. By the way, his Davidson Cardinals went up to Midland, won 27-7. Are you surprised? No. But and they're not. He'll tell you, well, they're not mine. Hmm. but he's got a big part in what they do, I think. Yeah, so anyway, he was he was a fun guest. 
All right, so tomorrow, Brady's at uh, Tower for that uh, St. Clair game. Saints trying to win the uh, gold championship outright, and I'll be at uh, East China for Mooney and Allen Park. Uh, Cabrini should be a whole lot of fun. Both games kick off at uh, 1 o'clock, so uh, if uh, you're listening to this and it's past 1 o'clock, put it on pause and pick the game you want to listen to over on GetStuckOnSports.com. Anything else? No, fun week of football, fun couple days tomorrow, and playoffs are just around the corner. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.